What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bomb City Locker Room Talk Podcast. You're listening to Locker Room Hype, episode 15. As always, I'm James Fairchild. And I'm Aaron Pena. How's everybody doing today? Hopefully doing good, because today, even though we took a week off last week, we got a lot of stuff, uh, a lot of information, a lot of new updates coming up uh, that we got, you know, most inside. I won't say we got the full inside, but we'll, right. sc- we'll scheme the water. And the biggest thing involves UIL and the updates across the state. And we're going to go as deep as we can into the information that they provided for us. Um, they've given us, as of yesterday a chart to go by kind of with key dates and important information to, to keep in mind moving forward with the Texas high school football season. And we'll start with kind of when they're going to allow high schools to start practicing. And for one a all the way through four a the first day of practice is going to be allowed on August 3rd and classification five a and six a, which are the two largest their first day for practice will be allowed on September 7th. So we've kind of got a good starting point. However, with the, at the sub-varsity level where we're at, still a lot of things are up in the air. But we're going to give you some uh, opinions and kind of perspective of what we think is going to happen. I mean, you know, just, you know, I mean, I, it's good that they try to put something together. You know, but man, there's just there's still a lot of open eyes, wide open eyes about what's gonna be going on. Just because, like I said, you know, state of California, you know, they 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 said no, no fall sports. Mm-hmm. You know, New Mexico also said no fall sports, and then you know we have some you know big time, well not big time, uh, some of the conferences. You know, they you know they said no fall sports either. You know, so it's kind of like. Texas is taking a big, big jump. They're, you know? they're taking a big risk with, yeah, with, with moving forward with the, the plans of the season. You know, it's going to be pushed back a little bit for the bigger uh, classifications. And even I've noticed for 5A and 6A, their state championship won't be played until January 2021. Yeah, because, you know, that, I mean, you got to understand that we get two weeks, you know, for winter break. You know, there, and I'm, I'm kind of curious. I'm like, you know, that's <laughs> that's really a, you know, that's whenever coaches really get to get their break. Really, I mean, you know, unless you're, uh, you know, soccer or basketball or something like that. But you know, football coaches they really need that break. Exactly. But, but I mean, like I said, I know a lot of coaches are trying to stay optimistic. They're trying to want to push on but you know it's still man it's just golly it's just such a big risk it is a big risk risk. i think the season's going to bleed over into january maybe even february of next year due to the the fact that maybe a lot of these games will be uh postponed or there's going to be a significant amount of players who are going to have to be quarantined the flexibility of this season has to be one that is is unanimous across the board, no matter what, you know, classification that you're in, you're competing in, there's going to be some games maybe moved around or some games canceled. And it may be a good idea to extend the season beyond the parameters that are already there. And if it needs to bleed over into 2021, so be it. At least we can complete a total season if that's possible. And the games for right now in football, August 27th for Conferences 1A through 4A, September 24th for conferences 5A and 6A. That's when the official games will begin. There are some teams, however, right, and some of these classifications that are canceling games already or having to move things around because some conferences are not. Yeah, I mean, 5A, there's some that play 5A and 4A. You know, they play against each other in the non-conference, and they're going to lose games and have to reschedule. I mean, there's – or lose that game. So, I mean, depending on how big, you know, their district is or whatever, how many district games they play, you know, this is a big, you know, this, this is a big issue. Because, 
you know, those, I know a lot of people think, well, it's just a non-conference game, but this is, you know, especially in high school, this is where you figure out your kinks. Right. And those, what, you know, this is where, before it really starts counting, I mean, it was just like back in, uh, it's, been a, it's been a little while, but whenever Texas started doing the super districts where you had one non-conference game and then he had nine yeah. district games. Like, when Tasco said they were in that district Yeah, it's like you couldn't you couldn't get those kinks out. Mm-hmm. He was like, man, you, here we go. I mean, that's that's tough. I mean, this is going to be tough too. I mean, especially without a spring football this year and without a whole lot of, you know, attention to the workouts that you normally would have throughout the summer. They're having to be, well, I mean, you know, starting later and so many protocols that have been put in place to keep well, everybody safe. Well, too, and the bigger, like I said, you know, summertime, this is where you build those relationships. Right. The camaraderie, with, the yeah, chemistry. But, you know, I don't, I don't know how much, how much there is now. You know, I mean, that's a yeah. That's an important thing to take notice to. A lot of teams build that structure and foundation of their program early in August, late July. You know, getting prepared to have two a days and running straight into practice. That time together is really important. I just know for us, you know, especially being the middle school level. If we're kind of, they're trying to say we're going to be in, the, you know, kind of that same, you know, area, you know, as a high school, I'm like, I'm looking at, you know, November, you know, December, I'm like, they don't, they don't realize that we have morning practice. <laughs> it is cold. It is cold I in know. the morning. I'm talking like 20 degrees. I'm like, ooh. So I'm like, ugh. I'm not looking forward to the cold weather. Oh, I, I, can, I can honestly say I'm not. You know, it's really, I mean, like some mornings are not that bad, but man, then when you get real, when it gets really cold, if the wind starts blowing, it sucks. It's like you don't get anything done. You're right. It's, it's terrible. And you know, there's a huge possibility that this season can get shut down at any time, depending on where you're at in the state of Texas and the flare up and the potential spike in numbers. This thing could, come off the rails pretty easily and pretty fast i could see a portions of, of texas in, in these districts just stopping altogether, ceasing operation and just shutting it down do you do you see that maybe happening yeah i mean like i said man no it's not worth it it's not worth and you know in the worst case scenario and you know we you know that's death i mean if something happens like that man, that's a big big liability on us you know that's coaches and you know and as educators you know that's something that it's you're definitely right it's hard i mean i know that we're trying to trying to keep something alive trying to keep some hope up but man that's if something really really happens we're uh we're at i mean fault in a lot of ways and we're going to be scrutinized for the exposure that this, these student athletes and have been given. I, know, I mean, I know a lot of people can say, well, they can go out and they can get in the car rack or they could get, you know, this and that. Well, well yeah, but this this is somewhat pre- uh, preventable. Right. You know, I'm not saying completely preventable. I mean, they are, I mean, I know they can go to the store or, you know, find, you know, touch some of it. I know they, that it could happen, mm-hmm. but this is something that is still preventable. And some of the guidelines that, that we've heard about the past few days with as far as, you know, what the student athletes will be uh, mandatory on the sidelines and during the game, face masks and face shields are going to be something that players are going to have to have on on the sidelines and coaches as well and staff during the games. Yeah. And trying to scream in a mask. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's going to be tough. Pretty tough. They're not, And the thing is, is you get so much uh, – uh, you know, when you see someone's face, you see their facial recognition and you know who they're talking to, you know what they're trying to say, the tone of their voice is important. And when you have a mask over your half of your face, it's going to be tough to, to direct these kids and coach them in the way that we're used to. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's <laughs> I don't know, it's just it's gonna be weird. I mean, you know, I know there's always been a proximity, you know, that we had to have with or athletes and stuff, but you, you know, but I'm not, I'm not always talking about chewing somebody's butt out, you know, mm-hmm. there, yeah, there's sometimes that you have to do it, but you know, this, the high fives, the butt chest bumps, you know, things like that, you know, the simple hug and, you know, a little noogie here and there, 
you know, kids love that, man. Yeah, they, they love because the, they, the encouragement, they love, yeah. the positivity it brings. I can sit here and say, good job. Mm-hmm. But um, are you really? I mean, until you get that, you know, you know that fist bump or yeah. whatever, that's where you it see a connect, smile yeah. on the coach's face. You know that they're proud of you. You know that the you know if you're a student athlete, you're you're doing your job and, yeah, I mean, and you're there's a, getting better. Exactly. There's a lot of psychological behind this too. You know, it's gonna affect. I think it's gonna affect the game. Oh yeah. A lot of ways, like mentally, um, cognitively, the way that you you know, structure your game plan and your approach to to the overall game itself. It's gonna be different for sure because you may so, need to use we we may need to use more. Um, Hand signals, more, you know, no, visual I, things like that. I, I can't throw the middle finger at the referee. <laughs> I mean, I'd be like, oh, yeah. I mean, don't you think visuals are going to be something that we could utilize this year even more? I mean, colleges, high schools, they use that stuff well, yeah, a lot I mean, with still, yeah, posters right. and cards and things like that. Color yeah. coordinate things, but it's going to have to be yeah. even more intensified in a year like this. But what I did think would be a good idea for these student athletes, if we could invest and if you're a coach out there listening, maybe those net gaiters, those very elastic uh, cloth um, kind of face shields, they, they go around your neck and you can pull them up over your mouth. Maybe they could just have those on the entire game when they come on the sideline, pop off their helmet and just pull that over their face. That could be another way to, you know, follow the protocol, follow the guidelines. And it's, it, they're, they're, they're kind of stretchy. Keeps them comfortable. At keeps least. them comfortable. You don't have to worry about it wrapping around your ears. You could just but, have it around your neck. But you know what, uh, what about a mouthpiece? <laughs> nah, no, I'm, I'm saying, but they don't have to wear it until I know, I know, I know. they don't have to pull it up over their mouth until they're on the sideline. Yeah, exactly. So maybe get, you know, just if you're like us, we're the Bowie Braves. Our colors are red get some red ones. Everybody gets a red one. They responsible for it and they take it home or we wash it for them, whatever. I just thought maybe that's a way to be innovative through all this. But it's going to be, it's going to be crazy. Hopefully the state of Texas will pay for those. Cause that's a lot of, right. That's a lot of covers for me. I use those net gaiters when I go running or I go fishing to keep the sun off my neck, but they can be used all different kinds yeah. of ways. Yeah. Well, like I said, we, this is the first, you know, like I said, first couple of days is just came out. So, like I said, be ready for a change, you know, within the next two or three weeks, three right. weeks. There'll be some changes. So, we'll keep you updated for sure. Definitely. And we're going to actually check our, uh, you know, especially our Instagram, Facebook. Right. We'll, we'll post keep, whatever we, we can any with any updates, updates. Yeah, we'll actually, you know, we'll keep you updated for sure. So, stay tuned on that. Now, we're going to transition into... The Hodgetown Showdown. This is a six-game series. The showdown. You're right. Between the Sod Dogs and the Sod Squad to determine the best of Amarillo. It started yesterday, and it, the series is going to last all the way through the 26th of July. Oh, yeah. That's going to be exciting That's to see baseball. who's going to hold the crown of Amarillo. I mean... I can't remember what team we saw. Did we see the squad? Yeah, I believe it was a solid yeah, squad. They weren't bad. They were pretty good. I mean, both teams are. I mean, right now they're they're. Uh, think their record is even. Well, but, as of last night, well, the so, sod squad took the win last night, okay, so, so they are actually in first place of the North Texas Collegiate League Division. They're on a one-game win streak, and then the last seven or the last ten games, they are they've gone seven and three, which is pretty impressive. The Tulsa Drillers are right behind them. And then in third place in the North Division is the Amarillo Saw Dogs at 11-8. and eight. So they're pretty even as far as record goes. And they're right there at the top of the division. So it's going to be cool to see who can pull out the you wanna, crown. You want to make a wager over here? Yeah, let's do it. All right. I'll say the dogs. The dogs. I'll say the dogs take, take the series. You say the dogs. I'll go with the Sod Squad. How about that? I'll cook you. I'll bet you a steak. Ooh, that's a pretty damn good tomahawk deal. steak. They like twelve ninety nine at United right now. Golly, man, you really know your meat, don't you? <laughs> I just joking. know my steak, brother. Hey, man, I, you know that's a big piece of meat too. So I don't have that really. I've never had a tomahawk steak. Well, me neither, but I don't know. Like that's the thing. I don't know how to cook it that well. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't want to screw it up. 
Or maybe you could just throw up all fucking night. You you know? Know. The best thing you but, can do is throw some salt on there the night nah, before. No, nah, I think it'd be okay. It's worth a try. Yeah. All right. Friendly but, wager there. It's a good wager. But no, like I said, um, we went out there a couple of weeks ago. And like I said, guys, it's a lot of fun. You know, I know you do got to wear a mask, you know, whatever, you know, I know it sucks, but it's still baseball. And you, man, there's some really good players, man. I was really impressed. There are. With, uh, with the, the squads, man. But they, they seem pretty even and young kids, man. But shoot, I mean, I'm, pretty, I'm really impressed with them. You know, I am too. One of our very own players on the Sod Dogs uh, squad is leading the league in RBIs with 21, Edward Acosta. So that's pretty impressive. That's good, man. Yeah, I mean, he's, like I said, these guys are still college and they're still trying to fight, you know, still fighting for a position, but also at the same time to make a name for themselves to, you know, eventually maybe go on and keep playing, you know, in the majors, if not minor leagues. Hey, and who knows? Some of those guys may want to stick around and. Get on board with the saw poodles. I wouldn't mind, man. A lot of them, a lot of them have some pretty good sticks, man. So, uh, like I said, you know, it's it's baseball. You know, it's coming along. We've got two more weeks left, I believe. After the thirty first, that will be the end of baseball for twenty twenty. And if you haven't already, go check them out. Thursday tomorrow is Thirsty Thursday. Two dollar beers and. The next Thursday, we're going to try to make it out there. So we're going to try to utilize and take advantage of the the good deals they have going on. And I think on Wednesdays, they have dollar hot dogs. Weenie Wednesday. Woo. Wiener Wednesday. So oh, if, if you got a family, take your kiddos out there. Shoot, keep it cheap. Yeah, for sure, man. But that's some of our local, you know, coming out local stuff. That's Like I said, man, you know, we'll definitely keep you updated on all the local stuff on our Facebook, Instagram, and pretty soon. But now we're going to go ahead and dig into uh, what has been, it's been really a big roller coaster right now with the NFL is uh, what they're going to do because here next week they report to their camps. Right. So, and here's the thing, people, you got to understand that they're not going to their camps like they usually do. They're going to stay on their facilities. So there's no, you know, open practices or anything like that. Like practicing with other teams. Yeah, or anything. This is, everything's closed off. Like, it's just dumb. So. Are the Cowboys going to practice at the star? Yeah. Okay. I mean, because that's. They have to. They have to. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that was one of the agreements is that they have to stay on their facilities. No, they're not going to California or anything like that. It's no all, extended travel. Could be a problem. Yeah. And right. then also at the same time, no, right now, no preseason games. Right. So I mean, I mean, right now they're seeing, they're trying to see like, first game is not until September. Right. And and I mean, that's a long, that's that's a long time without playing. I mean, yeah, you go against the other guy on your team, but it's a long long time a long, of battling and and hitting your own kind. <laughs> people. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the players actually they agreed to daily COVID nineteen testing for the first two weeks of training camp, which is something that I thought they needed to do, and I'm glad that they're moving forward with it. They're going to have to test as much as possible, and it's going to require daily testing. Well, they're going to have to, man. There's just so, I mean, like I said, it's, there's take it takes so many people to run, you know, to run a team. Yeah, you know. I mean, it takes a whole organization. I'm not talking just the coaches and the trainers and the player. I mean, there's people in the office and, you know, media, medical, medical staff. staff. I mean, there's equipment staff. Equipment, yeah. I mean, these, every peop, any person in that staff is important, no matter, even, you know, even going to the freaking Cowboy. Or, right. <laughs> I mean, everybody is important, they matter. And after the first two weeks, a lot of this testing is going to slow down. If the positive test rate is below 5%, the league would scale back to testing every other day, which that is, that is neat that that's not going to be expected every single day for, you know, the next month. They're going to put something in place to where if the, if the positive rates go down, they won't have to do it as much. And at these training camps, if the positivity rate hits 
5% or higher at any point, they go back to daily testing until it comes down again. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't blame them. 5% is pretty – still got a high to me, but, you know, <laughs> still, you know, that's good. I mean, they're trying. And like I said, you know, I mean, they're – you know, what's important is they're trying to make, you know, at least have a season. They're trying. You know, and then they just had uh, some breaking news. They had uh, – if you're a fan and you go to the game, you must be wearing a mask. Right. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Yeah, I, oh, yeah. I, honestly, I mean, they had to. yeah. Oh, but, well, I mean, as long as there's going to be fans in the stands, that's important. I mean, to me as an outsider looking in, it's just a fan how am myself. I but. To, how am I supposed to drink my beer? <laughs> so much. They should let everybody take them off once kidding. you sit down, right? So uh, you can drink think, and, and have a good time. You know what I mean? Yeah. If if yeah. you can if you can take them off, at least you can have well, some type of comfortability. All right, I can barely afford a beer there anyway. So. Yeah, nine dollar beers every game. <laughs> no joke, right? <laughs> no joke, right? I mean, it, I mean, yeah, I'm okay. I can just sit here and enjoy it. <laughs> like you, the preseason stuff. I mean, the NFLPA has not yet informed the league whether it will accept the proposal, but I think it will be accepted, and there, From, there will be no preseason. No, 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 they can't be, man. It's. Like I said, you don't want to because if something does happen, then they'll just shut it all down. I mean, let's just keep. Like I yeah. said, let's let the, things pro, like let let things progress. The you players know? have really been pushing for for there not to be any preseason games played, which I don't blame them at all. Yeah, I mean, being a I mean, player, I mean, any more extra just, exposure is just not good. Yeah, plus you know we all know what preseason is. It's just you know some of those guys are just trying to make it on the team, which is. Cool, you know, right. trying to get some exposure, but the league, the least they've been pushing to at least play two, but I don't even think two is even necessary. No, not at this time, not 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 what we're going through right now. So let's just keep it as it is. There's just no games, no games. Everybody just, you know, like I said, go go train, train with your team, get good good plans, and then when it's game time, let's go. You know, so and like I said, they're professionals. They'll be, they know what to do. So. But like I said, NFL updates. We'll keep you updated on our Facebook, Instagram, for sure. You know, yeah, we're just excited that the season's planning to start and planning to go without a hitch. Hopefully, <laughs> down the road, I'm just I'm hesitant to believe that it's going to last, and then we will have a complete season. But we got to have some optimism somewhere in there because we're fans. We want to see them play. That's right. So, moving on um, to the MLB. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm just talking. The hell was that? I don't know. <laughs> no, man. I am, it's been really good for turning on the TV and watching some American baseball. Yeah. The Rangers are two days out yeah, two from days their out. opening day. You, so. know, it's, you know, what's funny is uh, everybody thought they would uh, – Forget about the Astros, but no, last night, Atuve, Springer, they all got hit. Oh, yeah. Did they, you, did they, you thought, ex- they thought they were out of the clear. They're like, oh, no, but boom, boom, boom. They all got hit. Did you expect anything less? Hell no, man. Or anything different. Right, here's I mean, the thing, you know, but here, here's the badass thing. Springer took one deep last night, so <laughs> even if you try to intimidate these guys, they're still going to take one deep on you, no matter what. Right. So, but you know that's you know the MLB man. It's just it's like I said. I'm glad it's back. You know that you know I, I you know thank you, Korea. I appreciate you. You know stepping in. Just hard to stay up till two or three o'clock in the morning to watch y'all. But hey, you know y'all. Hey, y'all really set a good standard for the you know it did MLB. Dude, this is what they're doing. It was a nice model to have out there for the MLB to take a look at and kind of use some things that they did well and not implement some things they didn't do so well. So it was, it was cool. Like kind of Guinea pig uh, operation that, that went on with the Korean baseball and it gave everybody something to watch in a time where we desperately needed something on TV sports related, you know, and tomorrow night we've got the Yankees and nationals and the yeah. giants at the Dodgers. Those are the two games tomorrow. Yeah. It should be, you know, I'll probably watch the nationals and the Yankees. 
Right. I'm, they're I'm, they're primetime games, I believe. So, but you know, I'm not I'm not too big of a. I don't really care too much for the Giants, and I really don't care too much for the Dodgers. But if if you are a Dodger fan, okay, uh, Betts, Mookie Betts just signed, finalized a three hundred and eighty million dollar with the Dodgers. Wow, another big paycheck right there. <laughs> Damn, that's a huge paycheck, yep. brother. Damn, Rockies at Rangers, eight oh five tomorrow. No, that's just that's still just a summer. That's just a uh, whatever warm up game. Yeah, and then it, it starts the next day, so we're two yeah. days out. But yeah. that's still going to be one to keep an eye on to watch. Oh, yeah. We need to see our our, our pitching rotation, how effective they're going to be. It'll be okay. If we, like so? I said, if we can just pull out half the games, if not more, hey, I'll be happy, man. You know, so let's go Rangers. You know, like I said, hopefully though. To pull it out somehow, you know, somehow, especially you know, what's going to go on this season? Let's 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 contend, you know, especially since we get to play the NOS. That's where we're going to have to whoop some ass, especially right, especially the Dodgers. Yeah, <laughs> I I get tired of hearing about the Dodgers, and they're one of the, the favorites the to win it all. The Dodgers and the Yankees are the mm. two front runners right now, but hopefully yeah. the Rangers can get hot. I'm mm. still. Upset and hurt from the World Series losses. Yeah, me too. Always. All those years ago. I went to San Francisco. I was going to go piss on the stadium. But oh, yeah. I didn't want to go to jail in San Fran. Yeah, you didn't want to do that. Yeah, I might, might get my butthole. Oh, God. <laughs> but, you know, here's the cool thing about what happened in the MLB, MLB the other night. The Dodgers. Not, not the Dodgers, sorry. The Giants. San Francisco Giants. Really, really cool. They had the first female coach to be coaching at the major league level. That's awesome. And she was coaching first base. That's great. And I think that right there, I mean, I know that. The breakthrough. I think it's a pretty cool breakthrough. I mean. I think so, too. You have a lot of female women stars of softball out there that could contribute a lot of knowledge to the oh, major oh, league yeah, game, man. you know? So, I mean, that, that fast pitch softball, it's. It is freaking like it, you know a lot of you do strategy. There's a lot of strategy, and I think they could contribute. My Sooners time. kill it every year. Yeah, uh, jelly, whatever. Hater. Yeah, whatever. Wouldn't Wouldn't it be cool to go to see a, a college World Series game yeah, there in Oklahoma it's City? It's right down the road too. Yeah. So that's those women, man, they're good. That man. facility, man. Oh yeah, Super I passed nice. by. It's very very nice. Yeah. But, you know, that was really cool. When I saw that headline, I was like, you know what, man? That's awesome. Yeah. You know, like I've always said, and I, I don't like playing the sex role of, you know, that, you know, well, you know it's a man's sport. No. no. Anybody can contribute Woman, yeah. knowledge and, and I've expertise. always said, if you know what you're talking about, you know what you're doing, you have passion, man, then you're qualified. Right. So, hey, and that's, it's awesome. Because, like I said, we got women now that are assistant coaches in the NBA. You know, also, they're getting up there um, you, you know, just doing great things, man. Doing great, you know, now we had one this season of the NFL. I mm-hmm. mean, it's – they're coming, you know, and I, I, hope, I hope, like I said, I, I hope there's a push, and hopefully they'll continue, like I said, just – You know what I came across as Bringing pretty, great knowledge. Pretty interesting. A player that played for the Saw Poodles last year who got pulled down for a few games and then got pulled back up for the Padres – uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. Oh, yeah. He's he's picked oh, yeah. to be one of the breakout stars of 2020. Dude, that dude was this short season. It's a big dude, but man, he, he only played. He played 84 games last year. Yeah, he had a little. He injury. put up numbers that would make for a very solid full season. 22 home runs. You know, 150. It just, it just sucks. He's with yeah. the Padres. <laughs> you know, but, but he's only know. 22. He's only 20. Yeah, he's that's ba- awesome. He's a baby. Yeah, so. He- we got, like I said, we got some things for him that he's going to be a great player. He really will. So, I mean, he is a star. He's a he's a future star. He's so young. He's going to get get a lot of exposure, and he's only going to get better. And it's cool. We went and saw him to see him play last year when he came to Amarillo oh, yeah, was, for a few games. That was a big that was a big thing in Amarillo. And it was, was. It was worth it. It really was worth it because man, that was he. I mean. <laughs> I don't know. He didn't hit the big bomb because he's rehabbing. Which, but man, him watching him play shortstop, God, smooth, such a smooth player. 
Yeah, he has some swing and miss issues and defense issues, but that's due to the fact he's so young. He's such a baby. He's going to grow. He's going to get better, but he has so much potential. That's the cool thing about him. He he has the whole, you know, rest of his career ahead of him. So, yeah, I mean, I I can't wait. Like I said, I'm not a big Padres fan, but he's one of those stars that I will watch. Yeah, and we need to because, you know, he was with the Saw Poodles for a little bit. That's Got to right. give him some love, right? That's right. Saudi love. <laughs> some Saudi love, hopefully. Hopefully one day he'd give a shout-out to us. That'd be great, you know? Yeah, that'd be cool. Some people were nice, you know? But we're going to. But like I said, guys, MLB, man, it's coming up. Make sure you, you know, like I said, if you're not even a baseball fan, check it out. You know, like I said, it's, it's going to be a very interesting season. But to our big thing, and, you know, like I said, college, going back to college football, you know, they have, uh, they have you know, they're pretty much reported. Mm-hmm. Majority of uh, colleges, they are reported. Now, practices, they haven't started practices yet, but they are, like, doing their workouts, conditioning. But, right. but here's, uh, <laughs> we got a good one for you coming right now. So go ahead, James. Mac Brown of the University of North Carolina He has implemented, of course, face shields for his whole staff to wear. And also, uniquely, he's going to use sticks (laughs) to physically social distance during practices. I don't know how this is going to work out, but you got to give old Mac Brown some credit for being innovative. You know, who knows? Maybe they're going to fabricate some type of pole that's six feet long, and these coaches are going to be real adamant about separating players. I'll be knocking the shit with people with my stick. Boom, <laughs> boom, get away from me. Oh, no, that's pretty I funny. mean, they're having to learn how to practice differently, and I think everyone is. You know, it's just one of those things. Practice is going to be designed and structured different and so innovatively in the, in the years to come because of this. It's going to be cool, though, to see what these different programs come up with. But Matt Brown. He said that the football players who tested positive for the coronavirus had either minor or no symptoms. And players are now working out in the weight room with masks on and taking off masks only when they do their running drills outside. So they're staying safe and they're coming up with ways to knock everybody out with sticks. That's right. How do you think that's going to work out? Hey, man. I, I mean, they got a plan and that's pretty cool. Like I said, they got something on that they're going to, it's worth a try, man. Like, that's the thing. Like, their, their head is not up their ass or anything. Or they're ready to try to take a step. And I think that's really cool. That, and like I said, you got the legendary Mac Brown, man. I mean, He's a great coach. Golly, I mean, it's. I don't like him. No, but you got to respect him. Uh, I like the man. I got to meet him at, coach, at coaching school. It was really cool. He just reminds me of George Bush so um, much. Um, I like Jay. I like Jay. He's like a reincarnation or I like a Jay. duplicate of I George. Like Bush. I like George, Bush. George Bush, man. Oh. Good old George. Yeah, on, <laughs> Shame on you. Formally dies. Can't get fooled again. <laughs> that needs to be on a shirt. I'm sure it is somewhere, oh, right? Oh, you know it, man. So Yeah. You know, at UNC, you know, there's 19,000 students who show up early August as they're practicing. So he, he this is a quote from Mac Brown. He said, our guys are going to have to do the things they're supposed to do. We've told them. If you want to play, you're going to have to wear your masks and you're going to have to stay six feet apart. When the students come back, it's going to be much difficult than it is now. And those are decisions you have to make. So, spoken from old Mac himself, he's going to do whatever it takes to keep his guys six feet apart. I'm interested to see how the, how the sticks are going to play a role in all this. I don't have any visuals in front of me here, so... There's no telling what old Mac is going to generate and come up with, but maybe we could implement some of that in our practices. Who knows? <laughs> My dude, I can't wait to be knocking the shit out of a kid. With this. No, I'm just joking. But, oh yeah, I mean, it's not a bad idea. Have not you seen a- those circular, like, uh, boundary, boundary um, barriers that – some people are walking around with. We might just have to put hula hoops everywhere. Yeah, it's like a hula hoop. Yeah, it, it's saying. a hula hoop with straps, shoulder straps, and they just walk around, and it, it keeps everyone away from you. Maybe we could just have everybody wear a damn exactly. hula hoop. Exactly. Bolt some straps onto them. Who knows? 
But moving on from old Mac and the UNC Tar Heels, we're going to get into some of these conferences who plan for spring football season as part of fall sports postponement. This is interesting because there have been already conferences who have said, you know what, we're not playing in the fall. We're going to plan for a spring season, and that's just the way it is. Uh, You know, the Ivy League was one of those conferences. Uh, The Patriot League, the MEAC, the CAA, they've, they've made some steps towards a season. However, they have not announced plans for the spring as a specific. I don't know how this is going to turn out. What do you think with moving the season to the spring for a lot of these conferences? I mean, it's it's not a bad idea. I mean, I'm not going to say it's a terrible idea. I mean, you got to do what's best for what you're the students in the program. You have to. Right. The, the, the cool thing is their idea and their implementation and pushing the season back may be the right thing to do when it's all said and done. You, we know the Power Five conferences aren't going to do that, but maybe their approach to this is what should be done, and they're going to be patted on the back heavily for doing it. But they really want their fans to have something to look forward to they wanted their student athletes to have something to look forward to, and they felt like this sustainable this is a sustainable plan that will allow everyone to be able to get it done, and get it done from a realistic standpoint. We'll see if it works out. Well, I mean, I, I mean, but at the same time, they need a full schedule. A lot of people are looking for a full schedule. You know, they need that because that's a big that's a big money thing. It right. comes down to the money now. I mean, if you're going to go travel. You know, well, you play six games and you travel three and three, you're, you're losing money. You're, I mean, you're losing a lot of money because, I mean, to get a whole team down there, it's not cheap, you know, unless the university is going to pay for it or, you know, unless the other university is going to pay for it, you know, and that's I, – I can kind of see why they want to move it to the spring so they can actually have a full season. Right. You know, and I know right now, I mean – I know right now ACC, Big 12, and the SEC are trying to work on that too right now. They trying are. Trying to save those non-conference games. I'm glad that they are because the Big 10 and the Pac-12 have not. They've already done away with their non-conference well, yeah. games. But. I mean, it's – I mean, but they're okay. I mean, you, I mean, they're big conferences. They can make money, you know. Now, SEC can still make money, but ACC, Big 12, you know, we kind of depend on those games, you know, tremendously. A lot of these administrators, too, of these conferences who are pushing their spring or pushing their football season back to the spring, they're under the the approach of if there's no vaccine and if the numbers are still high, they won't play in the spring, well, which is smart, well, too. Well, right now, there's like I said, and we'll talk about it in our other talk, there is a vaccine being being tested right now. So, let's, like I said, let's hope for a good positive numbers and maybe that will help out you know at least by the spring you know that i mean what else what else what else can we do we can't just sit back i mean maybe this vaccine will help right and you know the power five conferences they're actively trying to preserve their 14 non-conference games oh yeah i mean it's and like i said a lot of those like i said a lot of those games a lot of people look forward to they really do i mean and mainly the ACC, Big 12, SEC. Those are the conferences that are really trying I mean, to preserve. Like you know, we said, the Big 10, Pac-12 are West done. West Virginia, Florida State, that's a pretty good game. Ole Miss, Baylor, that's a good game. Georgia, Virginia. I mean, Texas, LSU, that was a hell of a game last year. Right. Uh, that's going to be played. I know I know that OU's looking big this year. They want that Tennessee to come. Tennessee. That's a huge – I mean, that right there is a big game. Um, hell, even uh, – Notre Dame or Arkansas, okay. Uh, I mean, if you're a big Kansas fan, you know, the Boston College would be do y'all. <laughs> right. Hey, Kansas State will play Vanderbilt, you know. Hopefully one, we, every year at least we've had a little upset by those, you know, the FC, FCS teams. Yeah. You know, we get a little upset here and there. So, or they keep it close, you know. So it's going to hurt them. It's, it will hurt them in the long run. 
So, but maybe we can save it. Or not we, but those uh, there. Yeah, and they were people the, making decisions, not us. A lot of uh, college football. They were petitioning to count FCS more than one FCS win towards bowl eligibility. So, if you have two FCS schools on your schedule already, a lot of schools are wanting both of those games to count towards bowl eligibility normally only one victory counts towards bowl eligibility but maybe that'll help some schools out that need a little bit more of a push to get there let's try it tech <laughs> uh, yeah, kansas need, we need what we we need what i need maybe kansas and tech can schedule two of them on there yeah. but you know talking about texas and texas longhorns boo. Boo. And we're not saying moo we're just saying boo I'm saying moo too, a bunch of cows. Yeah. Cow you. Bunch of bunch of hippies. No, I'm just joking. Uh but here's here's the here's the dumb thing that they're really I think is dumb. They're aiming fifty percent of capacity at their football games, which right now they sit over a hundred thousand people. Now you're gonna tell me that you're gonna fit fifty thousand people in there. They have uh fifty thousand is still a lot of people. That's still a ton of, of, of human beings in one area, in one location. And now that Texas has come out with this proposal or their their statement on this, I feel like the rest of the Big 12 is going to follow suit in a lot of ways, especially the bigger programs. Maybe most of the Big 12 goes with 50%. Do you think 50% is too high? I think it is. Maybe we go with 30 sure. to 40%. I'm thinking, 20, I'm thinking 25 is probably the max. I'm thinking maybe 40 is probably the max. That's still a lot, but you're still talking about 100,000. Then you cut it down. That's You're still talking about 40,000 people in there, man. Yeah. That's a lot. But of not all man. stadiums hold 100,000 people. Very so, few. Oh, well, yeah, but think about it. Austin's a hotspot right now. <laughs> I mean. I'm just saying, you know, that's, I mean, that's, that's, I don't know. That's just. And they, they expect, even with limited capacity, to offer all season ticket holders a chance to get tickets. So mainly a big chunk of the fans in the stands are going to be season ticket holders and possibly students. And after that, I doubt a lot of universities are going to allocate tickets to just. Random people, random fans that, that that usually go to these games every every fall. I don't think they're going to be available to them. And donors that are donating a lot of money to the university every year. Uh, probably, yeah, you're right. Uh, I, mean, like I hope I'm wrong because I want us to but it was kind of go like, to Lubbock and watch OU and, and Tech play. That's right. Watch Tech whoop that ass. Not a chance. I'm just kidding. I Last game know. of the season, though, they play each other. So Yeah. But, I mean, like I said, I, I mean, I know they're trying to aim, but, man, that's just – and that's just a lot, especially with you know the numbers in Texas going up so high. It's just that's they, a big, big number. They're working closely with Governor Greg Abbott and what he's going to announce and what he's uh, already said. Well, we got a lot of opinions about Mr. Abbott. <laughs> he's went back and forth, back and forth, really, really wish wishy washy yeah, so, a lot of times. Yeah, that's a, not a good person to be working with right now. <laughs> just saying, you know, that's just my opinion. Yeah, we'll see well, what happens. Well, I just want the fans to be present. It gives the game. It's traditional feel, but and it does affect the game. Just like I said, one thing: just make sure, like I said, if, if something does, if you want to bring friends in, just, just you know, have the best plan as possible, you know. But what we're looking forward to is next week because that's when they'll start their practices and everything. And again, you know, if you need updates, we'll update you on our Facebook, Instagram, with it. Mm-hmm. You know, especially with the uh, college football starting, you know, practices will start next week. Right. We'll see how this goes. Um, I know a lot of universities, they're having zero uh, coronavirus positive tests right now. It seems like everybody's kind of getting a grip on it, but it could, you know, spike and derail once the season starts initially. But we just don't know. I know Oklahoma, they're petitioning to move up their Missouri State game. I think a week or two, and that's going to allow them to get on the practice field a little bit sooner. Also, I think they can start practice a week earlier. So there's, there's people that are trying to make things happen. And I think that that's a good thing with the flexibility of the season. You may need to move games around. You may need to move games up, move them back. There's going to have to be some moving and shaking room with everybody's schedule. 
So I think this season could, just like we said, the high school football season could be longer than usual, could be extended, and a lot of postponed games or canceled games. Not looking forward to that. But what do we got in the NBA? What's going on with the bubble? Oh, they're having a really good time. <laughs> Every time I watch something, they're fishing, chugging beers. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're living a pretty good life. But no, good news is no, no uh, cases of COVID. Right. Yeah. Out of 346 players tested for coronavirus, yeah, there's been zero positive cases. That's really good, you know. And then uh, right now uh, – Got the word that Russell Westbrook is heading back, is heading to Orlando. He came out negative. He's feeling better and he's That's thankful as there. Yeah, well, I know he's. Everybody thinks he's a cocky dude, but man, that boy can play. I love watching Westbrook, man. And and Zion had to leave for a family related yeah. emergency. And whatever's going on, I hope, that's, I hope they're doing good. Pray for the family, you know. Because I feel like they extended the playoffs too, just to get them in so Zion can well, play. Dude, and if he doesn't play, they should have had only 16 teams. I mean, but I mean, he's already got Nike I want to see him play. Gatorade contract. I mean, that boy, big money. Big, big money. So, no, nah, I'm, I'm excited. You know, then I don't, you know, man, you just, as I watch, as I've seen on, you know, ESPN and watching all these videos of the players, like, I, it's kind of a toss-up about who's who can take it because, I mean, they're all going to be fresh. Right. So, I mean, it's – I mean, it's, It seems like they all have the same shot. It's just going to come down to coaching and talent on the court and game plans and execution. It's going to come down to those things. And a lot of these teams who maybe were not favorites could make, make things, you know, shake up a little bit. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, and they, re- they revealed the, uh, the court the other day. Really nice. Looks good. Very cool. Yeah, I got to – it's going to be, like I said, you know, they, they got everything set up and ready. Starts next week. Yep. They've had, they've had a lot of uh, important, smart human beings mm-hmm. design and structure this thing to make it transpire because it, it looks great. It seems like they're doing all the right things, and, and they're really getting a handle on keeping everyone safe. You know, with zero positive tests with over 300, you know, players – they got to be doing something right. And maybe the NFL can take a lesson or two away from the NBA. Hopefully. I don't want to see the NFL season get canceled or stop in the middle yeah. of the year. So, well, like I said, it's NBA starts next week. You know, we'll get a good idea. And maybe this will help out. Uh, maybe this will help out, you know, the NFL with some protocols and college football with protocol. Like I said, you know, MLB, you know, all the stuff that's starting now here in the next couple of weeks, it's going to help out with everybody. So this is a really, really good thing, I think. So I'm excited for it to get started yeah. to watch some sports, you know, with yeah. the MLB and the NBA and then the NFL right around the corner. Man, you forgot about NASCAR. I tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> NASCAR's been, been around, though. Um, They've been doing their, their races with no fans in the stands. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, but. It is what it is. Are they are they allowing people yet? Actually, I think know? I just saw that the Indianapolis 500 are going to let think like I don't know it's at 40 percent or something like that. So, but that's a big ass, <laughs> big ass racetrack. So yeah. they can space it out pretty well. So, You're but right. like I said, NBA will keep you updated on our Facebook, Instagram because, like I said, the, the things are coming pretty quick with the NBA. They you know they 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 keep it updated really really well. And uh, I think that's important. We're going to try a new little segment this week that uh, I'm not necessarily saying I came out with it completely, but I want to try something new. It's called, You Remember When This Happened. You Remember When This Happened. So, the object of this game is I'm going to give you two sport scenarios that happened in a certain year. And then I'm going to give you a song that was also made that year to kind of help out. Okay, and I've just got to guess when, what year it is. And you just got to guess what year it is. Those clues will help. Now. What's up, bro? Hey, it's Pena. What's up, dude? What are you doing? 
Oh, playing disc golf. Okay, so what we're about to do is we're you're on the show, okay? This segment is called You Remember When This Happened. I'm going to give you two sport scenarios, okay, that happened in a certain year, and then I'm going to give okay. you a hit song that was also that was big in that year, and you have to guess within 10 seconds what year it happened. Okay. All right, so All right, J- James is going to be playing with you. Okay. All right. So here are the scenarios. Okay. Okay. And this year, the Super Bowl was held in Pasadena, and the Cowboys won. And this year, the Baseball World Series was won by the Toronto Blue Jays. And a huge hit song that year was Whitney Houston, I Will Always Love You. I'm going to go 95. 10 seconds. Go one, two. 1995. 93. Okay, you already said your answers. And the year was 93. Yes. Loose. Booyah. Sorry, coach. Nice try. But you lost. It was 93. So you remember when. We're going to do this every week. We're going to try to call someone randomly or give them a heads up. But we have a list of guys that we want to plug into this segment because there's a lot of know-it-alls. Yeah, in our group of friends. So, like I said, I'll give you two sports scenarios and a hit song that was in that year. So, yeah, that Whitney Houston song mm, still gives me chills. Mm. When you said when you said Cowboys, Rose Bowl, Cowboys, Pasadena, I knew you know yep. they played there their first Super Bowl, which was played in '93, but it was '92 season. And then you had uh, Garth Brooks sing the national anthem. And he played his music video that was controversial at the time. And then you had uh, Michael Jackson halftime show. Yeah, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Yeah, no joke, right? I'm just kidding. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's all I can do. Oh, my God. All right, guys. Well, we've come to the end of our podcast. This has been Locker Room Hype, episode 15. Thank you guys for listening to Bomb City Locker Room Talk Podcast. As always, I'm your boy, James Fairchild. I'm your home dog, Aaron Pena. See you guys next time. Peace.